welcome to The Study, episode six, already episode six. The Study is a magical place to better your craft. Visit the study at themagicdepot.com forward slash study. There you'll find the essay in which this podcast is based, some show notes, the archives, and special promotions, of course, for free magic, discount magic, and combo offers. You can also contact me through the site to leave listener mail. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Magicians have a long history of stagecraft. There are those who believe magic should only be performed on stage. In the past, theatrical technique was as important as sleight of hand. Today, however, the popularity of close-up magic has produced a vacuum. Let's get back on track with one of the most important theatrical elements, close-up or on stage. In February of 2016, I co-directed and acted in The Shadow Box, the Tony Award-winning play by Michael Christopher. The Shadow Box is the second play I co-directed with Philip Shamblin at the Coleman Theater. We had an excellent cast who immersed themselves in their roles. It was a family affair, the first time all four of the Smiths shared a stage together. You can visit the website, themagicdepot.com forward slash study, and uh, look at the article for this episode, and there's uh, links that you can follow and see some of the stuff we did. Shamblin is an artist in a number of ways. He is a skilled actor with hundreds of roles under his belt, and his talents as a director are extraordinary. In this episode, I'm going to focus on Philip's blocking skills, a theatrical element often ignored in the magic industry. According to Wikipedia, blocking is, quote, the precise staging of actors in order to facilitate the performance of a play, ballet, film, or opera, end quote. The, the word blocking originates with uh, Sir W.S. Gilbert of the Pirates of Penzance and Gilbert and Sullivan fame. In the late 1800s, Gilbert staged each scene of his plays on a miniature stage using blocks to represent actors, hence blocking a scene. Today, blocking has become a loose term used erroneously to describe any or all action by an actor. This is a misnomer. Blocking may include movement, but blocking is position. Philip and I had some time to talk after build-out for The Marvelous Wonderettes, uh, another show performed at the Coleman Theater. I decided to pick his brain on blocking so that I could share his special insight with my fellow magicians. A special note for this episode. In the future, I will conduct this type of essay podcast in a live interview format with the guest on the show with me. However, since this article was written before I started podcasting the study, you'll have to bear with me as I quote Philip instead. First, I wanted to hear what blocking was in Philip's own words. He said, quote, blocking is placing the actors in the most effective position they can be in to tell the story, end quote. Now, there are hundreds of articles on storytelling published in the magic community. But you rarely hear about blocking, even in industry-specific technical essays. If blocking comes up at all, close-up magicians often incorporate it as an afterthought, trudging through it at their first performance. One of the reasons magicians might overlook blocking is that we perform the same act in so many different venues, we assume specifics are venue-dependent. Whether you're a stage magician or work walk-around at restaurants, blocking is an important part of rehearsal from the very beginning of routine construction. Phillips said that, quote, blocking for me begins very early, 
As I'm reading this script for the first time, I'm already blocking scenes, picturing where people should be, their movements and gestures, where they should cross on a certain line, end quote. Scripts, though recommended to magicians, are overlooked in the trenches. Without a script, performances are experimental rehearsals. Think about that for a minute. Without a script, performances are experimental rehearsals. An emphasis on blocking illustrates the need for a script, something solid in which to refer back during an evolutionary process. Here's some more insight from Philip. He says, quote, Blocking develops and continues to develop and change. It progressively falls into place. Even after the show is put together and, and people are placed and blocked, it continues to evolve. Blocking begins with the first reading of the script and continues through to the last performance, end quote. Last year, a, a magician sent me a routine he created, and I noticed in the outline there was little time for movement, for the character to become dynamic. During the creation process, the dreaming process, this magician had not envisioned where he was in relation to his audience and his props. There was zero movement, no life. Now, I should say, uh, since, since writing this initial essay, another magician has sent me uh, his script, and he sent it to me before reading this, and he did have blocking in his script. So some magicians, and, and this was for a close-up parlor-style setting, so some magicians are, are doing this. Now, when Philip directs a play, he may first read the script a year or more in advance. From the very beginning, he envisions the characters interacting with their environment. Quote, it's like watching a movie in my head, and I can see the characters using their props and their physical contact with the other actors. End quote. As magicians, we are usually the solo performer. We rarely work side by side with another performer in the same act. However, we still have the burden of thinking like a director in a play. We have to picture life and then bring it out in our performances. Philip says, quote, it's just a matter of transferring it from the brain to the mouth to the actor to the stage, end quote. Often, the only pieces of a magician's environment that is the same from venue to venue is their tables and clothing. Philip likes to incorporate dressing in the blocking early on in his planning. Quote, if a character is of a certain type, envision them in a costume. It becomes a prop, something they use. If you have a, a woman who always wears a great big hat, you're going to envision that the whole time. It's going to become part of her, end quote. For me, blocking has always been a source of comfort as I visit new venues. When everything else is strange, I still know where to stand. My blocking is familiar. In the shadow box, uh, we only had five weeks to rehearse, a week of which I was in California visiting friends at the Magic Castle. We blocked both acts the first week with a skeleton set already in place. Philip said, quote, I think blocking is the foundation. You give the actor a starting point, an ending point, and maybe a point here or there in the middle, and the action is what fills in the gaps. Telling the story is a combination of what the director sees and what the actor sees. Without blocking, it's chaos. There is no organization. End quote. Where you are and how you stand can have as much impact to a magic routine as what you perform. These elements can alter your words, too. The storytelling itself. Philip said, quote, a tweak to the blocking, a movement here or a step to the right or left may enhance your dialogue. 
Blocking can give your words new meaning, make your script more effective. Simply having an actor turn a certain way can change the delivery. It can change the character, good or bad, end quote. Philip starts with blocking, and then adds each of the other layers on top of this foundation. The action, the dialogue, all comes back to blocking. And the results he gets are phenomenal. The positive reviews from actors, audiences, and even critics are a product of his skillful blocking. Position has a lot to do with X and Y on stage, where your feet are at any given moment, but every aspect of your body is influenced by the placement. Performing, whether it is acting or magic, is a full-body exercise. Philip offers this advice, quote, When a magician performs close-up, directly in front of an audience, they can incorporate eye contact into their blocking. Eye contact draws people into the story. It isn't intrusive. You don't have to touch someone for them to feel your presence. You don't have to get in their space, end quote. Magicians new to blocking might begin overthinking it at first. Philip says, quote, Keep it clean and simple. Otherwise, blocking can look messy. Consider working with a director, even if that is just another person with fresh perspective. A director can help clean up those spots that need tightened up and that may need a little work. A director can look at what the magician already has and make suggestions, tweak it a little, make it more effective, cleaner, smoother, end quote. This is one of the reasons Philip and I work so well with each other. We both place primary importance on a clean performance. I wrote about this in depth recently in my white paper, Clean Magic, which is available for free at the Magic Depot. Philip says, quote, Nobody likes a sloppy performance. Whether you are a magician, actor, singer, or dancer, the audience wants a clean, nice performance. Sloppy looks unprofessional. Sloppy looks like you are unprepared. So the cleaner it is, the more prepared, the more professional you look, the more magical you look, end quote. For more information, you can hit the books, hire a director, or join your local community theater group. The latter is quite rewarding, and as a magician, you may have special skills uh, to benefit the troupe. As always, I'd like to hear from you. Was blocking new to you before this episode? If so, how do you plan on using the information? If not, how have you used blocking in your close-up performances? Let us know in the comments. And that's it for this episode. Please open a browser right now and type in themagicdepot.com forward slash study. It's a magical place to better your craft. The website features exciting bonus content, the archives, and special promotions for free magic, discount magic, and combo offers. Also, please take a moment to subscribe to this channel and to my newsletter so we can stay in touch. Use the contact form or phone number on the site to share your thoughts with other magicians through the podcast. Thanks for listening. 